Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. I want to share another client story with you. I really enjoyed sharing that yesterday. Know always that the information that I share is confidential. I make some tweaks, I make some changes, I'm never going to say names, ever, ever, ever. It's not what this is about. I maintain the confidentiality of, of my team. I always ask and talk to clients and make sure they're okay with me sharing their examples on the podcast. It's just respect and integrity and trust are so critical for me in case you haven't already figured that out by listening to the podcast that I'm probably overly cautious about sharing examples than actually jumping in. I could probably share more examples with you guys, but I hold back just because I have so much respect for the people that I work with and I would never ever want to damage that relationship. So that said, I did get permission obviously yesterday to share the example. I'm going to share one more example today, which um, I've been given the thumbs up to share as a means to to impart some knowledge on all of you, right? To, to help you trust your gut. So let's dive in and let's talk about having an honest conversation when trust has been broken, okay? So I'm going to share a story with you. Again, the client's going to remain nameless. I'm going to change some of the details a little bit just so you can never really figure out who I'm talking about on purpose, right? So this client, she's going through a change in her business and she's adding some additional product lines, which is fantastic, right? So she is in the mature slash evolution phase. Okay, that's essentially the phase of business that she's in. But definitely more advanced than startup, okay? And so upon making some of these changes, she's had to adjust some of her leadership team to move around and go run some new arms of the business and then move some other people over to run the current arms, right? And it's just sort of been an alignment change to get all the leadership spread out across the current and new ventures. And that's nothing new, right? We have to do that all the time when we're in that phase of the business. But as she continues to move through these transitional pieces, she's finding that she's losing some trust in a couple of people, okay? She's losing some trust in a couple of people that she's trying to move around on her team. Now that's pretty scary, right? I mean, put yourself in these, in these shoes for a second. Think about it hypothetically. You're running your business, everything's going great, you're trying to expand, add on a couple more products, right? And we don't ever need any more than like six or seven products, overarchingly, um, truly, right? Most huge big companies don't really have more than that. So. That's what she's doing. She's adding a couple of other products. She only has one. She's adding two more, I think. So that'll take her to three, which is great. It's perfect. So she's adding these on. She's being very thoughtful, very careful, but she's had some people on her leadership team that she sort of doubted their abilities. There's two people that she's doubted their abilities. And now she's moving things around and she's rapidly realizing that her ability to stay on top of these two people to really, I don't want to say micromanage, but she has really been on top of them to make sure nothing has fallen through the cracks in their current leadership role. Now as she's moved them to other roles, she can't. She can't stay on top of them. The business is becoming more complex. And so they have to step up and actually lead their business. Okay, now that's a novel concept. I get it, right? And I say that jokingly. Those of you that listen to me and I resonate with you, you totally get what I'm talking about. You have to have people on your team that can do their job. If they can't do their job, you don't need them. That may sound harsh. That may be insensitive. I totally get all of those things. This is business. We've got to run business. 
we make the business decisions first. We make the personal human side decision part of that second. We tie them together. But where I see a lot of people fail is they put the human side first and then they figure out how they're going to run the business with the human side. You can't do that. What does the business need? How do I run the business? What's the best way to run the business? Okay, now, how do I do that by taking care of my people? They have to be considered, both of them do, but you have to consider them in the right order. Okay, so what's happening is that there were some business decisions that were made that were really more driven by the heart than by the brain. And so now we've got some underperformance happening in her team that's been happening for a while. She's been micromanaging it and keeping it in check. But with the expanse of her business, she can't do that anymore. She can't. And so now she's going, okay, well, I need these two people to perform because I, I have enough headcount and leadership to really take this across all the product lines and be successful. But if they can't step up, I don't have enough leaders. What am I going to do? I can't micromanage all of this. That's why I need them. And I would tell you, here's a little nugget in advance. Don't wait until you get to this point to eliminate the underperformance. If they couldn't do their first job in a smaller role, what makes you think they're going to be able to go do a bigger job? They're not. You've already maxed out their capacity. So don't wait for your, your need to expand to then get rid of, okay? Eliminate them in the current role where they're underperforming. I'm just telling you, I promise you, it's not an easy conversation. It's not something you want to do, but it will save you the heartache that my client is going through right now, okay? So here's, what ha here's what's going on. It's, it's, it's two guys that are struggling. He's not performing the way he should have performed previously. Definitely not performing now. And I say he because it's, it's two guys, he being both of them. Okay? Issues are coming up with this guy's, the, these guys, both of these guys' communication levels. They are lacking in communication. Here's the deal. Both of them are just all over the place. They're sort of similar in performance. They're all over the place. They don't communicate effectively. They're not sharing the right information at the right time. Sometimes they're withholding information that should be shared. Sometimes they're vomiting up information that, that doesn't even matter. Okay, so it's poor judgment around communication is something that they're displaying. And then, let's see, what else? Um, asking questions. So asking questions about things that he, he, you know, both of them should already know is an issue, right? So communication outwardly, asking questions they shouldn't have to ask at all and then really just not focusing in on the business like there's higher priorities that exist for these two guys and it's not the new roles that they're in which is crazy okay so what i want you to do is i want you to put yourself in the shoes of my client okay this business leader this new product arm is something that she is super excited about and she sees a future in her business right like this is the future of her company at the same time she's critically worried that she's made an error in moving these guys into these new roles. So what, what's going on here? What's at risk? So she's losing trust or she's lost, already lost trust in both of these guys. Communication's lacking. Maybe their personal brand is damaged, right? Maybe they're not following the core values of the company that she's, she's created. It could be a lot of those things, but definitely it's like he is absolutely, he, both he's, are having issues with productivity and execution. We're lacking in the productivity and execution framework for both of these guys. So we're seeing the nine pillars fail in their performance. And when the nine pillars fail in someone's performance on your team, 
it's going to damage the pillars of the business depending upon the level of impact they have over the business. Does that make sense? I really want you to think about that. Remember how we talk about you as the founder of the business have to master the nine so you can establish those nine in the business. If you can't master them and create them, you can't create them in the business. Additionally, if you have leaders on your team that impact and influence a significant part of the business, if they can't master the nine, they're going to cripple the part of the business they own. So if I have three direct reports and I have three product lines, meaning each person is responsible for a line, and I have two individuals on my team who are not capable of fully developing their productivity and execution pillars, I have two product lines that are not going to have productivity or execution pillars built in. See how risky that is? Do you see how risky it is to not master the nine at not just your level, but the highest level of your leaders? That's why we can't keep weak leadership on our teams. That's how it ultimately damages your business. And so I would tell you, my client absolutely has a right to be concerned. And so she's like, oh my God, Katrina, what do I do? Great question. So here's what we're gonna do. A couple of things that I recommended. Have a conversation with these guys individually. Okay, that's the first thing. We have to have a conversation. You can, she's gonna go, she's gonna sit down, or she's gonna dial the, you know, each of them up on the phone or on Zoom. And this is what she's gonna do. And I'm gonna talk, talk to you about handling it with one person, but she's gonna replicate the same thing with the next person. Okay, so call this guy up, the first guy up. Explain to him exactly what she's concerned about. Here are my concerns. Here's the behavior you're displaying. Here's what's at risk in the business. Here's the issues that I have. She has to say very clearly, I feel as though I cannot trust you with this important piece of the business based on the way you are carrying yourself and the performance that I'm seeing coming out of you. I want to trust you, but your productivity and your execution are making it hard. Your performance is making it hard. How do we get back on track here? Now, that's what I advised her to say. Now, why did I ask her to say that? She needs to make each of them own his individual behavior. She needs to make them own their responses. And she ultimately needs to make them own their resolutions. So, if, with the first guy, if his response or his resolutions are bad, right, they just, they're not, it's not an ownership response, and the resolution's not really a resolution. That's another clue that you're not gonna be able to trust this individual, okay? But ultimately, you need to say, these are your concerns. How do we get back on track? Like, how, how are you gonna fix this, okay? Because ultimately, you have to see what he comes up with, or she, depending upon what situation you're in, okay? But in this situation, he. You have to listen to what he comes up with, and you have to support it, address it, or redirect it. Those are your only three choices. Support it, address it, or redirect it. You can't ignore any of this and hope that it will improve. Because until my client talks to both of these guys, the, these, neither one of these guys know that they need to improve. They, I mean, if I'm not getting feedback that I need to improve, my assumption is I'm doing fine, right? That's their assumption. So when they come to you and they give you the answer, you're either going to support it because it's good, you're going to address it because it's horrible or you're going to redirect it, meaning some of it's okay, 
but some of it's not. So you're going to get it right in the sweet spot. Okay, so here it is. The person that you're having concerns with, the trust is lacking, they have responsibility. They have a big responsibility in the business, and therefore they have a responsibility to address their performance and their behavior. They have lost your trust, and they need to know that, and you need to give them the chance to own it and fix it. But they can't do that if you don't address it. So that's number one, you have to address it. So if you're running into this, you have to have a conversation with that person. Level set, ask how we're going to fix it, align on a pathway. If it's horrible, then you need to, maybe you make the decision to go ahead and say, I understand based on what you're sharing with me. I don't think that you understand the importance of this. The answers that you've provided are not going to be a resolution to what I see as the concerns. We need to go ahead and find another role for you here in the company. Okay, something. You, you need to make a decision right there. And for me, if I can see that they're just not getting it, I've got to move you to a different role. Or I've got to, I've got to take you off my payroll, right? It's one of the two. If you are doing well and it, it makes sense and it resonates and you give me a good suggestion, I'm going to support you through that. If you're pretty close, I'm going to redirect it. I'm going to give you a chance. But then I have to follow up and make sure that the chance that I gave you puts you back into the performance area. And I'm going to tell him or her, and this is what I, I guided my client on. You have to be able to say, okay, that sounds like a great plan. Here are the ways in which you're going to come back to me and show me that you have improved in these areas. You're going to establish what good looks like. You're going to establish a follow-up routine and a communication cadence, and it's going to be clear. And before you leave that meeting, you're both going to agree. Hey, you're going to say it. Hey, Jim, whatever, right? I'm making up a name. Jim, we just said... What? Tell me the three things that we just agreed to. Make him tell you. Perfect. And when are you going to report to me by? Perfect. And do you have any questions or any concerns about any of this? Good. You align, you agree, you walk out of the meeting. If he doesn't perform, you remove. If he does perform, you fix your problem. You can, through the performance of his new plan, meeting the timelines, delivering on the deliverables, all of those things, rebuild trust. But you got to start somewhere, and that is where you start. You have to have a conversation with that person. You have to level set, like I said, if the behavior doesn't change, the ownership isn't there, or if there's just a lack of understanding, you're going to have to remove them from the role. Okay? You absolutely have to have trust, and they have to deliver to the nine pillars. Your employees have to be able to do that. If they can't deliver to the nine pillars, you're going to have a big major trust issue. I get it. You should. They have to own it. They have to have active resolutions. They have to show you that they can do it. Or I would strongly recommend that you reconsider having them on your team, especially if you're like my client and it's just, it's such an integral part of what she's trying to do next in her business. Okay? I want to let that sink in. Think about how you can apply that as you're moving forward. Even if you're just a startup, I'm planting these seeds now. I'm planting them in your brain because when you get to this phase, you've got to be ready for it. You've got to know how to move through this. All right, go and be legendary.